In today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we're talking about why comments matter or do they and what to do when a collaboration goes wrong or you've committed to one that you don't want to do anymore. So grab your cup tumbler mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you'll learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time listening, I do want to let you know that these comments are from my YouTube channel or other YouTube communities online or from the submission form on the commentsovercoffee.com website. So if you have a question that you want answered, make sure that you head over to commentsovercoffee.com and you drop it in the submission form there. And as long as I haven't answered it on the show, I will put it in the queue. So our first question is from Photo Joseph. Photo Joseph says, hey, Nick, I enjoyed your talk at VidSummit. Or was it your brother? (laughs) Just as a side note here, this isn't part of the question, but as a side note, we have like a a thing going on to where my brother D and I, he has a YouTube channel for mobile content creators. You should definitely check it out. Just look for D Nimmin on YouTube, D-E-E-N-I-M-M-I-N. We have this thing where Facebook thinks we're the same people and it'll tag us both. Um, We have a lot of people in our comment sections that think we're the same person. Even when we go to events, people think that we are the same person as well. So they'll walk up to each of us and they'll be like, you know, hey, Nick or hey, D, when it's the other person. It's kind of hilarious. But that's where that joke came from, by the way. But back to his comment, he says, my question is about replying to comments. We know that comments are good, the more the better. But other than community goodwill, is there any benefit to you responding to every comment? If the only response is to say, thanks for the nice comment, does the algorithm care that you're replying or are your comments ignored? Thanks and thanks for the awesome podcast. So thank you for listening to the podcast, Joseph. I appreciate it. But in terms of comments, for me, the importance of the comments are more about the community goodwill and people coming back to the channel. So one thing that the comments are really good for is you know, giving people a voice, giving people a way to interact with the content creator. And because of that, that's where you'll see a lot of content creators to where even, you know, like big channels, they won't answer their comments all the time. But when they first publish a video, they'll answer for the first hour or two. And the logic behind this is basically they answer for the first hour or two because then their biggest fans know that, hey, if I come in and I comment here within the first hour or two, then I can have an interaction. Then, you know, I can have an actual conversation with this content creator to where I might not have been able to have that conversation otherwise. So what that does is that encourages people to quickly come in and watch the video. And of course, that velocity in terms of how fast people come in and just your users in general clicking in and watching that video is extremely important. But how fast they come in is also important because you want to get as many views on the video as possible so that you can give YouTube the data that it needs to know how people are responding to that video so that YouTube can act appropriately. Now, if the number of comments on your video is going to dictate, you know, where your video gets placed and how much they show outside of just having people come in and interact with what it is that you're doing, I don't think that it makes a difference. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because one, I I don't actually have data that says, yes, X amount of comments equals, you know, X, right? But on the flip side of that, the reason that I say that it doesn't matter is because YouTube cares about people clicking and watching your video over everything else. If people are clicking and watching your video at a high rate, but your comments are turned off, YouTube is still going to show that content. Um, If your comments are turned on, of course, that's one more feather in the hat, so to speak. That's one more way that you can interact, one more interaction they can take in your content, which is then going to be beneficial on the algorithm side in terms of not only did they click, not only did they watch, not only did they give it a thumbs up, but they actually invested the time 
to actually leave a comment on the video as well, or maybe even come back and leave more comments because you're having a conversation with them. Therefore, the next video you published, because they've interacted more with your content, those people are going to be more likely to actually, you know, get that. Now, if they come in, they don't watch the video, but they just leave a comment. I don't know this, but based on how things work, I would assume that it doesn't really count for much. Right. Because the most important part of them watching the content isn't happening. They're just coming in, leaving a quick comment. Hey, nice video. And then they're out of there, but they're not actually watching the content itself. Then in that case, I can't see that it would make any difference whatsoever because you're not actually getting the most important thing, which is them actually watching the content from the video itself, which is what is most important to YouTube. YouTube, at the end of the day, and you're going to hear me saying this, you know, a lot in this podcast if you're just being introduced to it. But at the end of the day, what YouTube wants is they want people to click your videos. They want you to click your thumbnails. They want people to click your titles and they want them to come into your video and they want them to watch that video for an extended period of time or at least long enough to show them that it's a quality video. And then, of course, they want them to interact so that they can know that it's something that they're into. And then more so, it's like, hey, we've got these things taken care of. Now, we also hope that people share the content, which will bring new users onto the platform. We hope that they add it to playlists so they'll come back onto the platform later to watch that content in their playlist and things like that. So. You know, all of those little things that you can do are definitely, you know, another feather in the hat. It's another advantage, but you have to balance it out. So if it's something to where you're like, man, and this happened to me too, to where it's something to where you're like, man, you know what? It's a full-time job. If I just sit there and I answer comments all day, I don't have time to do anything else. So because of that, I have to limit the amount of time that I'm in my comment section so that I can spend more time making the content that people actually come to my channel for, the content that adds value to them way more than just a comment reply. Right. So one thing that I would really recommend in the situation is, you know, just think about what it is you're trying to do. You know, like sometimes people upload content and they won't interact with their community at all. And people still go and they flock to that content. And then other people, you know, like me, for example, I try to make sure that every comment on my channel is answered in some way. And because of that, you know, it ends up taking a a considerable amount of time somewhere in order to get those comments answered or at least hearted. Right. Because then in that situation, it lets people know that their comment was seen. It was acknowledged, appreciated, all that stuff that it didn't go unnoticed. So because of that, I really do recommend that when you can, that you do answer your comments so that you can create that little advantage for yourself. So you can create that sense of, you know, participation in your community as well. And just so that you can, you know, be that creator that does, you know, comment back because you'll see, you know, especially as your channel grows, you'll see as you answer comments, you'll see a lot of people will come back and reply like, wow, a lot of creators this size don't even answer my comments when I leave them. And people, you know, appreciate that little bit of extra effort. So if you're trying to grow a community, then yeah, absolutely. If you're just trying, then absolutely answer as many comments as you have time for, you know, and be realistic, you know, with your time. But as long as you have time to answer them, you know, answer as many as you can for the sake of fostering that community. And also prioritize because you're saying here, you know, just having a thanks for the nice comment or somebody's like, hey, you know, great video then, you know, you don't necessarily have to answer those, maybe just drop a heart. But if somebody takes the time to leave like a well-written comment, take the time to reply back. You know, they took their time, you know, take the time to reply back and let them know that, you know, your thoughts on whatever their particular comment was. And that's a way to add value back to them. And, you know, they add value to you with the comment and their, their ideas on what it is that you're doing. And then you get to add, you know, value back to them by just acknowledging their comment and, you know, giving that reply back and, you know, trading your thoughts, having an actual conversation, right? So I really do recommend that for fostering a community, getting people to come back a lot, definitely answer comments when you can. But in terms of, do you have to? Absolutely not. If your content rocks, if people are clicking on your content at a high rate, they are watching your content for an extended period of time at the end of the day, that's what's going to make your videos pop. 
That's what's going to make YouTube show your content to more people because when they send people to your videos, they are likely to stay there. They're likely to watch it, right? So that at the end of the day, that's what you need to focus on over everything else is getting people to click your content, getting people to watch your content for an extended period of time. If you do that, the other things are going to happen naturally. And then, you know, you're going to start having those problems of, do I have enough time in this day to actually answer all the comments that are coming into my YouTube channel? And then you can start prioritizing. And then, you know, some days you'll answer them, some days you won't because you'll be making content and doing the whole thing. So that's my thoughts on answering comments and if you should or not. Now, before we get into the next comment, a quick word from our sponsor. TubaTools.com has professionally designed thumbnail templates, graphics that remind your viewers to subscribe to your channel, end screen graphics, channel art, motion transitions, and more to help you level up your presence on YouTube. Save 20% on your membership by going to TubaTools.com forward slash coffee or using the promo code coffee if you make a purchase from our store. Get everything you need for your YouTube channel at TubaTools.com. Our second question is from Josephine D. Smet. What is up, Josephine? Nice to uh, see you leaving a comment in here saying something has been bothering me for a while, and that is collaborations. I know they're fun. I know they help you grow as well, but I've started a few collabs where I've lost my passion for the project that I initially had. I don't want to tell the person I'm collaborating with because it might come across as weird because I was so enthusiastic about it at first. I don't want to cancel or let them down. And the consequence is that I still didn't finish my part of the collab that we started months ago. Do you have any tips on communicating during a collab? during a collab or avoiding situations like the ones I get myself in. I don't want to avoid my collabs anymore. So Josephine, when it comes to this, like in my opinion, if you tell them that you're going to do it, then, you know, do everything that you can to try to do it. Like if it comes down to like a collaboration, cause that's a relatively small project in most situations, you know, just, just block out the time, you know, get it done, block out an afternoon and, and finish it. Right. Because it's not, it's not a humongous thing. that's going to take, you know, weeks or months worth of time. So, you know, get it done. You know, you made that commitment to them, get it done. In terms of that happening on the other end, like if you have somebody, you know, if, if, like in terms of collaborations going wrong in general, like if you have somebody that you collaborate with and the product that they give you or the video they give you isn't what you expected, then that's where things have to come into play in terms of just being a good communicator and just reaching out and saying, hey, you know, I was expecting kind of the content that you normally do on your channel, but you gave me this stuff that you didn't put much effort into, would you mind, you know, remaking it or you know, like whatever, you know, you have to be willing to have those conversations for the sake of making sure that whatever it is that's putting out on your channel at the very least matches the quality standard that you currently have. If you have the problem like Josephine to where Josephine just kind of lost interest in it, then in that situation, I recommend that either one, you check in with the other people and you say, Hey, just wanted to check in and see where you're at on that because I kind of lost you know, my interest in it really. And unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it anymore. So then you give them the heads up. But if, the, if they come back and they're like, oh, well, I already recorded my part, then in that situation, no problem. You know, I'll go ahead and record mine as well. But basically just open up those lines of communication because communication, it really fixes everything, you know, in, in some way or another. If you can just sit down and talk to people and work out the details, then, you know, that can get you a long way in terms of just making sure that you are, you know, just being cool, just being a cool human to other humans. And if you're on the other end of this, like, let's say that you are the person that Josephine was wanting to collaborate with. And then the person that you were going to do the collaboration with that you were excited about, and you're still passionate about the project, but they were like, hey, you know what, you know, for whatever reason, you know, I'm, I'm just not into it anymore. I apologize, even though that'll probably cause some, you know, awkwardness between you. 
you know, if that situation happens and you're on the receiving end, just be cool about it. You know, people, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, we're, we're humans. That's what people do. You know, just be cool about it and be like, Hey, you know, that sucks. You know, I wish that we could have uh, done this collaboration. Maybe we can do something in the future, but you know, I'll just continue on with the project myself and complete it myself or just abandon the project, you know, completely and just kind of take it as a loss, unfortunately, in that situation. But collaborations can be tricky, you know? So like one thing that a lot of people always talk about is, you know, like how come channels that are like smaller channels typically have a more difficult time getting collaborations with bigger channels. And it's not because there's a gap between their subscriber counts. It's more that there's an experience gap. And that experience gap basically is where you have situations like this, right? Like most likely that larger channel has already dealt with stuff like this, or they have, you know, been in situations to where things have, you know, not went the way that they wanted them to, or to where they've learned lessons along the way. You know, like, for example, I did a collaboration a long time ago with a channel that ended up being more of like a training session on collaborations than it was anything. Like the deal with a collaboration is you bring something to the table, they bring something to the table, and you basically combine forces, so to speak. But the situation that I was in, and, and I'm not you know saying this to talk bad blood or anything like that because I'm not going to say their name. And I'm just saying this because it's important for you to know as a content creator. But like in that situation... I was already, I think like 50 or 75,000 subscribers on my channel. I'd done a bunch of collaborations already and um, I was their first collaboration. And because I'm like really into what it is that I do, I try to stay as focused as I can on, you know, making content and doing stuff for my website and all that. And when the person is constantly hitting me up saying, you know, Hey, well, you know, how do I do this? Or what do I do next? Or what do I do this? Or, Hey, can you help me with my script? And, you know, things like that. It really throws a wrench in the process because then not only in that situation was I bringing to the table, you know, my side of the collaboration, but in their situation, like they were also wanting me to do their side of the collaboration so that I would figure everything out for them. And then they would just record the video and then send everything to me, you know, which wasn't the agreement. So after that particular collaboration, I said, okay, now any collaborations that I do in the future, I'm going to one, do a little bit of research to make sure that they are, you know, up to par in terms of, you know, the experience that they have before I'll do a collaboration with them. And I don't care how many subscribers they have, if they have experience and they handle themselves in a professional way and, you know, and, and there's some conversation that happens first and it's clear that they know what they're doing and it's clear that they understand, you know, the bigger picture of what's going on than in that situation, then, you know, I have no problem collaborating, but I really need to make sure that, you know, that there's some experience beforehand, because if not, you end up in situations like that to where, you know, they lose interest, you know, like in your case, Josephine, you know, they lose interest or, you know, they give you something that isn't what you expected, which has happened to me before um, as well. Or, you know, it turns into, you know, a training session of some kind. So, you know, when you do when you do a collaboration, just keep in mind that, you know, the whole thing is about, you know, combining your talents and combining your information and combining, you know, forces with what it is to work on like a cool project together. And when one person has to carry all the weight, it just kind of breaks that whole thing. So, you know, just keep that in mind when it comes to um, collaborations and just keep the communication open, you know, because it's really easy to just kind of shut everything down because it's the internet, right? Shut everything down and not talk to anybody. But the best thing that you can do is keep the lines of communication open through the entire process. So you don't go two weeks of you working on your thing and two weeks of them working on their thing. And then you have to chase them down two weeks later when you've lost the interest, but they've been working on theirs for two weeks, like every day you know, Hey, you know, what's going on? Hey, I just updated our Google doc where we are, you know, discussing this stuff. I think this would be a cool idea, whatever. And that can help keep you interested in it as well, where you don't lose the passion because you're not back 
on your own again, just kind of doing your own thing. You're actually having that communication going back and forth. So if you keep that communication open, you keep talking back and forth at least every couple of days to see, you know, the progress that each of you are making, then in that situation, you know, you'll avoid a lot of the mistakes that happen when you are collaborating with other content creators. If you haven't yet and you want to learn more about YouTube over a cup of coffee, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform it is that you happen to be listening or watching on. And if you have a moment, it would do me a really big solid if you would leave a written review on iTunes or any other platform that you happen to be listening to this or watching this on. And I hope you learned something today. And thanks for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.